UFOs, astral projections, mental telepathy, ESP, clairvoyance, spirit photography, telekinetic movement, full trance mediums, the Loch Ness Monster, and the theory of Atlantis. Uh, if there's a steady paycheck in it, I'll believe anything you say. Not in my movie. Hi, random top on Grinder who ghosted me. Welcome back to Reflections of Fear. I'm David. I'm Allison. I'm Bryce. And I'm Chris. Welcome back to Reflections of Fear. We are here. We are vibing. Uh, last week was Schuster Files, so thank you so much for all the love and attention that that's getting. We worked really hard on that. We're working really hard on the other ones. But today, we are going to be doing another top five episode, but instead of scare zones or something like that, we are going to do something less talked about, and that is Halloween Horror Nights commercials. I think when we started this idea, we did not realize how many commercials there were actually out there, so we have probably watched hours upon hours of commercials to figure out what our top five is, so hopefully they do not repeat too many times but we shall see i just want to say we've got our pepsi we've got our taco bell we've got our coke so we are ready for this non-sponsored hhn commercial (laughs) talk if i ever have to see another halloween horror nights commercial again i'm gonna lose it i think if we're doing sponsors we have to spoil halloween horror nights somehow huh anyhow let's get into it quickly uh we are gonna start out with chris chris what's your number five all right, number five, coming in hot. Sorry, Bryce, but my number five is the, uh, the 2010 uh, 20 Years of Fear with the prop warehouse, and we go in and see Fear's Lantern. Why are you apologizing to me? <laughs> because I, I thought it would be yours. That's my daddy. <laughs> but no, I, I liked it. I, like, if you go through and pause, you can see some little Easter eggs. Like, there's several, several little clowns through there, but I think they could have done more with it. But I did like the whole use of Fear's Lantern with all the the smoke coming out of it, and then you actually see him at the end. Can I just say, yeah, that's a good commercial, but as somebody who stayed up until midnight waiting for the reveal (laughs) of um, that year and that website, the website and the commercial felt like two different, like, not events, but two different, like, like, themes of that event. Because, like, the website was, like, honestly, like, kind of scary and had, like, really, like, scary music. But the commercial was so hokey <laughs> and cheesy to me um, with the, he's been behind it all along. And, like, all that, like, CGI fire. But, like, no, it was good. Questionable, but good. It just makes me think of that Ghostbusters house reveal from 2019 with the security guards walking around. And it's like, oh, no, there's ghosts. It's the same thing with fear. But I think the Ghostbusters was done better. Well, with Ghostbusters, it actually makes sense because it's in theme. This, to probably the shock of everybody, is not on my list or my honorable mentions. But I do like it. It's fear. Anything with his lantern, I'm down. But yeah, it could have done better. It was cheesy. It was had no really substance to it all. And kind of boring, to be honest. But 
I do like it still. David, what's your number five? So my number five is um, something that I think is like kind of different than all the other commercials that came before it. And that is uh, HHN-12's Islands of Fear. Because like up until that year, I feel like all the commercials like depended on like being like really loud and noisy and having like music and stuff. But when they got to Islands of Fear, they really toned the commercial down where there was like no music, like quietness and like him just like creepily like saying eeny meeny miny mo to like his instruments. And you don't even see like his victim at all. You just see his like eyes after he picks up his like big scissors. I just thought like the whole thing was like really creepy. And that's why I like it. Like I just think it was so different than all of the other years. And it's something that they carried over into HHN 13, which is not on my list, but it's something they then repeated again with the director the the year after that. So I just, that's the reason why I like it. It's just different than all the other ones. I uh, will personally talk about this commercial a little bit later. Allison, what's your number five? I mean, we're not surprised this is on the list. I'm kind of more shocked that it's number five for me, though, but it's the 2008 Bloody Mary ad. Um, it's really memorable for me. It's the first Horror Nights ad I ever saw, and it traumatized me before anything else did. But I like the extended version specifically because it has her showing more character. She's kind of going crazy and getting dressed. And you can hear the guy chanting her name in the background. And I like that she like clears off the mirror and it opens the portal to wherever he is. And then he dies. Um, that's it. I just like that she gets annoyed. And she's spooky. <laughs> um, no, it was, a, it was a very good commercial. It didn't make my list or my honorable mentions. It's a, it was a really good ad. It was cool how like you could like you said hear him saying bloody mary in the background and like for some reason like her filing her sharp nails like was like the anti-asmr to me like it always like graded my spine like the wrong way and i also really like when she like really gets up in his face in the mirror and is like breathing on the mirror i was like ooh, that's like kind of creepy and like weirdly sexual in a way i don't know i liked it though it was cool yeah i just like the commercial it's not on my list but it is interesting it just in a weird way feels very unmarried like i think it suffers from the same thing the fear commercial suffers from where it's is mary but they feel like different from what like the actual event was so it seemed like it was promoting something different seemed like like they gave the people to film it like a specific version of Mary, but not the whole history. So it was just a little weird. It like always goes back to like the age old like argument between like creative control and their characters versus marketing and how they end up get marketed as. And like, we'll talk about that a lot later, but um, <laughs> it's, it's always like a weird disconnect between those two ideas, which always ends up being like, strangely different when you actually get to the event i think for her specifically it was more about them making her as creepy as possible because it's definitely like i think the creepiest ad they have but then they actually gave her like a personality and history in the event that they weren't going to put in like a 30 second hotel ad so you know not really her character but it was fun okay um so my number five I don't know if anyone has this on their list. This is an extremely old commercial. Unfortunately, I never got to experience it when I was a kid because it would probably have been fun. But I'm going uh, HHN7, the little goblin commercial where he like bites the eye. There's just something that this commercial invokes 
inside me and the classic Halloween feeling it gives me from when I was younger. Because I remember when we were all younger, like the Halloween time commercials were just something different and something special and invoked like a crazy feeling inside of you. I don't know. This just gave me that same feeling that I had when I was younger. If I was watching like Hocus Pocus on TV and like those commercials would come up. So I had to put it on my top five. This was like the beginning of my five hours of watching commercials. I don't remember that well, but I remember just thinking it was funny that the guy's just like chilling there and the little goblin thing just shows up and is like, whatever, and bites his eyelid. And like nothing happens. He's just like, oh, shoot. And that's the ad. So, okay. First of all, we respect Igor in this house. (laughs) Igor, um, I love Igor. I really want him to have his own house um, at HHN 30. Um, If I was in control of anything, he would. And I, yeah, I mean, it is really unsettling to think about like a little tiny creature like coming in your sleep, biting your eyelid. I don't know. That kind of freaks me out a little bit. I don't like my eyelids being touched. Anybody else? (laughs) Anybody want to add to eyelid talk? To the eyelid talk? No, I agree. Like, Allison, that was one of the first commercials I watched. (laughs) And, but yeah, I wish they had done more with him other than just that. I wish that he had more of a presence at HHN. I mean, do you just want a big fursuit Igor walking around? (laughs) Yeah, I do. <laughs> David's actually planning the next Lagoon show and it's just a giant eye with the little dude on it. Um, I don't really think there was more they could have done with him. I just think that compared to 30 years of commercials, it doesn't really compare for me to the other ones. But he was cute. I liked him. Igor is doing his little thing. Um, he's effective. It was creepy. It's also just funny because this was the beginning of like our downhill spiral through all commercials. It's funny how kid-friendly this seems. This just <laughs> seems like a normal like Halloween commercial you would have had for like Pepsi or McDonald's or something. And it's just like Halloween Horror Nights. I've been like, yeah, I would go to that event. And I've, I probably would have gone and screamed as a kid. I was say, considering my first like exposure to Horror Nights was the Mary ad. Like if I had seen the little Igor guy, I would have shown up to Horror Nights. I would have thought it was just like a cute little event and I would have died. Igor is not so scary Halloween party. Let's go. <laughs> Forget Jack. Make Igor the new HHN, the face of Halloween Horror Nights. I'd be so down for that. All right. So my number four, well, we've already covered it, would be the the Bloody Mary ad. <laughs> no, um, I really enjoyed it because it was extra creepy. And um, if you watch all the commercials that we have, I think it has to be the creepiest commercial I think they've ever done. Does anybody, anybody want to add more to that? <laughs> all I got to say is tea. I mean, it's not the best commercial, but it sure is memorable. <laughs> the commercial's good. I really also, maybe this can be a future episode. Chris, write this down. Um, <laughs> best billboards. Like, she, she by far had, like, the best billboard I've ever seen. Which, I mean, I know is not the commercial, but, like, it really just added to the to the ambiance, to the flavor of the event, you know? I think she also just had one of the best marketing campaigns because they had, like, the creepiest fucking uh, radio commercial ever where she's just threatening to, like, kill you. And it's, like, one minute long. Or there's also, like, a phone call that she does. Like, it's just unsettling. And if you just see the billboard and then she's calling you on your radio, I think, like, I would never go to Horror Nights again. Speaking of top five episodes, we should do top five best websites. 
That would be insane. I mean, we already know my top five is going to be Reflections of Fear five times. So I think we've pretty much said everything we want to about Bloody Mary, have we? Are we talking about her again at some point? Okay. <laughs> okay. So I guess I'll move on to my number four. My number four is actually HHN 14, Twice the Fear. Um, because again, I think they did something different with this ad where everything was almost like pure white when like before everything was like very like dark imagery night tones really just dark in general but this was like so bright and like almost blinding and um i remember being a little kid how old was i at the time of this nine years old and the body bag on the or table in that one room just like standing up uh like in a flash cut was so scary to me, but when I was spiraling um, through all these commercials, I think, <laughs> because, like, you know, once you get to, like, HHN 12, like, every commercial has, like, five different versions, <laughs> and there was one version of the HHN 14 where it was the Coke version, and after he, like, like came out of the last room, he was, like, ended up in, like, a waiting room with, like, a Coke vending machine, and it was, like, this, like, weird, like, DMV or, like office waiting room and it was like so random because that's just where the commercial ended where everybody was like laughing he was like oh thank god like there was no like like ending to it or like <laughs> anything at all where like in the hotel commercial like you saw the hand coming out of the wall and strangling him like it, it was just it he was like oh thank god let me enjoy my coke and that's where it ended it was so like change in tone this one didn't ring for me at all just because it had so much going on and i also had to watch it like 15 times just because of the hotel cuts but the one you're talking about is the funniest commercial, I think, out of all of them for me because he has all the ones where he's, like, sitting down in the hotel and he gets, like, got. But the Coke one, he just walks out and just drinks a Coke and it's over. It's, like, a happy ending for him. And most of the commercials, like, they die. But Coke was like, no, he's never great. No, <laughs> he is cured. The icons don't like Coke. So that's what we're learning. It's like eating an apple to get away from Mariagana. You have to drink some Coke and they'll leave you alone. Catch me offering fear Coke this year. <laughs> Jack tries to jump scare you when you pull out your Coca-Cola freestyle cup. And you're like, I'm sorry, man. I've got coverage for tonight. Scaracter training. They're like, if you see a Coke, you have to go back in your boo hole. <laughs> it's like scaracter repellent. You just start putting it in a spray bottle. Don't ever do this. This is <laughs> satire. <laughs> but like, just like start like spraying people with like a spray bottle of Coke. <laughs> like you do with like a cat or something. Not with Coke, though. <laughs> for legal reasons do not show up to the event and start spraying characters um i'm just coke feels very acidic with that burn <laughs> you just get sprayed with soda all night or you just feel gross these poor they're already sweating they're gonna be covered in soda and like dead you don't need to say anything else david if this is going where i think it's going we don't need to mention characters being sticky <laughs> yes um as a former character I will say, um, five minutes into putting your costume on the first time, you were very sweaty and sticky in places you never thought you'd be sweaty and sticky. But no, I just think that this ad, to get back on track, HHN14's ad was very, it set the mood for that year. I didn't go to that year, but like from what I've seen, like it was very, like the the house, like disorientorium and like all those like weird trippy themes that were going on at HHN 14 I thought that this like really like encapsulated that which is why I ranked it higher than HHN 12 
If you've noticed, I have a thing for commercials that do something different. All right. Well, my number four is the 2007 Carnival of Carnage. Um, again, the extended cut. And what I like about it is, like, they have the whole carnival set up, but this guy just straight up walks into a random tent and sits down, like, doesn't question anything. This random creepy guy starts passing out tarot cards with killers on them. And then he's, like, concerned for no reason because we don't even know what Jack's doing or that it's Jack. And I just like the, what's my future? And he's like, you don't have one. And they just come in through the tent. Like, they were waiting. How many times have they done this this night? Leatherface is just like, here's my cue. Uh, but I like the director's cut because it actually has Leatherface killing the guy. And usually I think it, like, jump scares or implies that they die. But they straight up just kill him on the screen. So it's my number four. This one is also not on my list. But I really do really like this one. This one's fun. This invokes an interesting feeling into Carnival of Carnage. It's one of those weird ones that does what it needs to do for the event, but is still doing something that you don't actually see at the event. So it's kind of adding to that world of Jack and his carnival. So it's really interesting. But why is is Jack just chilling in that tent the entire night? Because that seems kind of weird for Jack. Listen, I think this was like an off night. He wasn't doing a carnival or anything. And he was like, I am going to promote the hell out of this event so more people come. This is his carnival ad. This is his like big thing. So I think he just sits in the tent. Hope some random guy will walk in and he has this whole thing rehearsed and staged. And he's like, if you kill them, cool, we'll record it. If not, I don't know. I don't know how many people they killed that night. Do they have like a diverse cast of bodies? I think they should. I don't know. Do they all get to like switch up who kills? Like does Leatherface sometimes enter first? Does Leatherface's card get sometimes placed on first? Or is this a very specific like, this is scaring? This is when you come out. This is your trigger. Have fun. Does Freddy get to say anything iconic or do they not have enough money to pay him to say lines? Because <laughs> like the other two don't talk. I think Freddy should get to. I think it's uh, what's really cool about this commercial is this is the first time that I think you ever see Jason, Freddy, and Leatherface all in one place, which is really cool. Fun fact, though, it was in the contract that they weren't on screen at the same time together. So like they were like in the same commercial, but if you notice, they're not on they don't appear together on screen. They're all separately on screen. But to go back to Allison's <laughs> point about Freddie talking, um, they didn't want to pay him that actor a pay. <laughs> uh, this just makes me think of when I posted asking what everyone's first IP was. And CC was like, yeah, I guess mine was 2007. I was like, so the original, like, <laughs> you were just the original IP introduction. I wish. I was The Walking Dead, so... Could have been that. It was so, it's so crazy because like, yeah, that was like the, maybe not like the first time that they brought an IP, but the first time they marketed IP as such. And I remember like this commercial, like really like fitting in with the theme of the rest of the event and how um, like that old timey carnival feel came into it. And then how in the commercial it says fortune teller on top. And I was like, oh it's like the storyteller's like second cousin once removed <laughs> the fortune teller. Um, but no, it was, it, it is a really good commercial. It didn't make my list either, but I just love the idea of like Jack just chilling in a chair in front of a crystal ball, just like telling me my, my future. I now officially want a fortune teller icon that has like three minions that like release from her cards. Maybe this is how Jack met Elsa. Like maybe they're just doing a carnival and she's like, I have a better story than you have. And she writes the little, the tarot fortunes. 
But before she was there, he didn't have any reasons. So he was just like, you don't have a future. That's all I got. What if Elsa is in charge of all these commercials? What if she's in charge of the event as a whole? Elsa Strict is Universal's marketing director for the last 30 years. Um, last thing so we can move on. I just really like that it introduces Jack very mysteriously because we know he's kind of wild, but this is the first time you kind of see fun character from him because this 2000 commercial, he's just there and laughing. So he doesn't do a whole lot, but this one, he's just like messing around being fun. And was this the first time that they showed like his new look, like his ringleader costume? So that's kind of cool that they kept him in the shadow and then kind of just showed it because it's not outwardly like this is a new costume because there's so much else that happens. But that's kind of cool that they did that way. (sighs) My top four is one of the, I think, shortest commercials. It's pretty short. And also <laughs> sets up a idea for the event that never actually got followed through, which kind of sucks. And that is the HHN 27 Your Soul is Requested commercial that like plays backwards and then plays forward. And he gets like sucked back into the water with the roses. What I really liked about this is this gave me like uh, the Dia de las Mortes um, and La Llorona type vibes. So. It's what I wish they would have continued more with the event because it still has like the blue and red. But then like we really didn't go there. It's interesting. This one I like fought so hard to think about putting on the list or not because visually it's just a stunning commercial. And I like that it's in slow motion and it's backwards. You don't really know what's going on until the very end. And then I like that it cuts back really quick to like what actually happened. Um but like him in the water with the flowers around him and the hands grabbing him was really cool. And I like the little card that says your soul is requested. I don't know if they did anything with it. I don't know anything about that year, but they should have. <clears throat> uh, this is something I'm going to talk about later. Um, but no, I really did like this commercial. I wouldn't call the your soul is requested ad a commercial. I don't think it ever showed on TV. It was more of like a social media because now we're into the years of like, social media becoming more used, heavily used than the actual commercial that ends up on TV. But this did end up on my list. I really do like this um, this ad, but I'll talk about that more later. <laughs> I was going to say, if this was like a media thing that they sent out to invite them to the event, that would be pretty cool if it was just for them because that makes sense. But if it's like for guests in general, it's kind of vague and random it's like, come to our event, give us money. I'm pretty sure, 90% sure, that card that said your soul is requested was sent to the HHN like media people. I think they got a card that said your soul is requested like that. If I remember correctly, too, right before this commercial got released, I think on the website, it just had like the your soul is requested card. And then you had to figure out a code. And once you figured out the code, it sent you to that commercial. This was the year that the media was really, really good for hyping up this event. And then we're, I don't know what happened behind the scenes, but whatever they were promising us with these ads did not come through, which is uh, very unfortunate because these ads were really cool. <laughs> Hot take. I actually really like the HHN 27 a lot. Um, I know that's a unpopular opinion, but <clears throat> I liked it. But like I said, we'll talk about that more in a little bit. All right. Num- my number three, <laughs> and because I've been called out by Bryce already once this week, and then Allison called me out today on it, it would be the um, 2016 Chance light bulb commercial. 
as most of you know, I'm a huge <laughs> fan of Chance. And yes, Bryce has already called me out once this week on this. Um, he thought it was, I'm sure you thought it was going to be my number one, didn't you? Yeah. See? Uh, but no, I I love the fact. I mm, no, you don't. No, no, you don't. Nope. No, I love the fact that, you know, it's, it was something different how the light bulb swings back and you see her in her straight jacket and then you see her in just a regular outfit, which I've talked about before. Do you think Chance prefers her light bulbs to be iridescent, natural, or like fluorescent, LED? Yeah, LED. <laughs> we think she's an LED queen. Yeah. I can see LED. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, hold on. I, um... <laughs> Never liked this commercial. Sorry, Chris. <laughs> um, it was always so weird to me. I felt like it was like, and now I like Chance and I like HHN26, so please do not come for me on Twitter. But like, I felt like this commercial was just so weird and so and written very oddly. Like, there's so many opportunities. Like, I thought she was like saying a poem and like stuff, like when the light bulb was swinging and when she was like, it, when Jack's away, it's my turn to, and I always thought it was going to like say play, my turn to play, but it, she says my turn to dance. And it's like, like the, the flow is just like off in like her entire speech. And also I just don't think it's like that scary that she just grabs a light bulb swinging and like holds it to her face. Like how am I supposed to be scared by that? You know what I mean? Does she ever actually dance at HHN 26 or is she just messing with us here? Cause I feel like she needs a stage show if it's her turn to dance. Chance deserved a stage show. And she, I guess she kind of got a mini one in the scare zone. She probably danced on that stage. She probably danced a couple times in her house. You know, I don't know. <laughs> I only went through it a couple times because it was so bad, but. Anyways, I'm still laughing at Chris being like, it's so different. She wears two outfits in the commercial. There's a, <laughs> a light bulb involved. Um, I like it. I, I think it's cool that it switches back and forth because you don't really know what the hell's going on. It's just kind of there. Um but it is funny that she's just rhyming. Like, you don't really know what's going on. It doesn't tell you anything about the event. But I do like it better than some of the other commercials. Like, the one where it's just the guy screaming and everyone's running around. And then I think Chance is just standing there, like, at the end. And they're like, HHN 26. And I'm like, all right. Um, Chance deserved better commercials. That was all I got. Yeah. I mean, I do like this commercial. The thing I guess I like most about it is that you think she's going to end on like her new look with the light bulb and she actually ends on her like psycho look on with light bulb, which is kind of cool, but um, <laughs> it did not make my list or my honorable mentions. And I don't know. It's, it's every time chance pops up, you compare her to Jack because they're so similar and they're always together. So it really sucks that like Jack got three really, really good commercials and we saw in 25 that they can make a really good commercial for them. And then they just put Aaron in a dark room and Chance makeup. And we're like, yeah, talk with this light bulb singing. Have fun. You said Chance in her psycho outfit. And it reminded, like, all I can see now is her, like, in, like, the Norman Bates, like, <laughs> mother wig and the black and white stripe dress. And I was like, damn, like, they need to bring back psycho. But, like, all of the icons dressed as Norman Bates's mom. But Elsa, who's like the most like Norman, like mother is dressed as Norman. <laughs> That's what we need. It's the psycho remix. They're just gonna, <laughs> gonna change it up. Um, 
The funny thing is that they changed her costume back and forth so much in the 20 seconds of her ad that I didn't even notice which one she ended in because I just wasn't paying attention to that point. It was just like whatever. Um, But on the note of they're always together, it is weird to me that in Singapore they had a whole Jack year that was just Jack. They don't have Chance over there, I don't think. But then they tried doing a chance year and they didn't really try doing a chance year. Like they were just like, oh, she's here because why not have an icon? But they didn't give her anything more than she already had. And they didn't give us anything before that either. She was just like the little sidekick in Jack's show, even though she stole that show. And also this commercial does almost nothing to explain where she's at after 25 or what she's doing other than like, oh, I hate Jack. He sucks. If they didn't give us, like, that 10-minute video outside her house that was just, like, her fighting security guards, you wouldn't even know what this event was about. You'd just be like, all right, chances in a straight jacket now. Yeah, why was it that our commercial? Because that's actually a cool, really cool video. So why didn't we get that? They could have put this stupid-ass commercial into the beginning of the Chance House. It didn't deserve that good of a video in front of it. I also don't remember what year this is, so it doesn't attack me. But the year the director did, like, the... The Horror Nights movie with all the icons. Jack was in a straight jacket already. Like, they couldn't give Chance anything new. They straight up were like, we're going to take his old outfit, make it like a dress cape thing instead of a straight jacket, and then be like, time to sing some nursery rhymes. Yeah, they literally gave her the straight jacket and then put her in Shady Brook and gave her the same exact house that Jack had, just not as good. So, what's up, creative? <laughs> so, Chris, all in all, while we're happy that it is on your list, we don't like it. Um. <laughs> Thank you for your opinion, um, but you really don't have to share. All right, David, what's your number three? Um, so my number three is um, the HHN27, <laughs> um, but it it's not only the Your Soul is Requested, which I did mention, but it's also the really long, and by long I mean two minutes, um, Eli Roth commercial that he directed, which I thought did like a really good job of like tying in the IPs for that year. Um, was seeing the like sugar skull lady, like, like, what's this motion? The come here motion. What's that called? Be- like, she's like beckoning them up the stairs and into the hallway where you like see like the shining and um, Amanda and the reverse bear trap and the um, my Roanoke nightmare pig man thing. Um, but no, like, I just really liked it because I think I know we mentioned earlier that we got like festival of the deadliest, but like it didn't match like the, your soul is requested. But I thought that like this Eli Roth ad, like did a really good job of like conveying like the theme for that year. And maybe because that was supposed to be a video for Hollywood and Orlando that has more to do with it. Whereas I feel like the, your soul is requested video was just purely for Orlando. And maybe that's where like the disconnect was in that year. But no, I really liked it, and I still enjoy watching that commercial every time it plays in um, uh, Music Plaza when you're going into that house with like that like loops you back and forth. I really still enjoy watching it, um, and also like, also I really like the music in the Your Soul Is Requested video with like the soft piano and the humming. I was like, it's not very scary, but I like really enjoy it. It's like really sets like the mood. Um, so I'll go ahead and say it that the Eli Roth one was on my honorable mentions. Uh, I just wanted one twenty-seven on my list, so I was heavily going back and forth on Your Soul Is Requested and the Eli Roth one. Um, I really like both. What I really like about the Eli, Eli Roth one is at the very end when she wakes up and she's at her house, feels very reminiscent of old school 
HHN like hotel commercials. So that was kind of fun of the whole like when you wake up, you're still not safe from what you saw. It's kind of funny because they did like a whole extended like the making of Eli Roth's Horror Nights commercial. And it's literally just him being like, I'm a Halloween Horror Nights stand for two minutes. And he's like, here's my commercial. But they don't tell you anything about making it. Like there's nothing new. And it just goes right into it. But it's a fun commercial. I like what they did with it. Um, but I'll talk about that later. Uh, what is my next commercial? Oh, my next one is the 2015 um, Jack is back or whatever. And it's not the ghost face one. The because the I didn't think about Jack that. The extended Jack and Chance one. Because we know I like a good extended commercial. Um, I like that it's just in this random creepy like rundown warehouse. I don't know where they I maybe it's a universal warehouse and Jack just like has the keys to everything. Um but I like that it shows a lot of character, even though Chance doesn't talk in this at all. Like she's still kind of doing her role, I guess, from the Carnival of Carnage show. Um I feel bad for these people that just get sucked into all the commercials and like killed. Um and I do think that Freddie and Jason being in different cages was weird. Which is kind of why I like the Ghostface one because they're at least together for their house that's together and then Ghostface is in a different one. Um, but I like the way they did it. I like that they're kind of teasing all of the monsters they have, but they had a lot of monsters they could have used. I'm so mad they didn't use American Werewolf. So. I'll talk a little bit more about all this later. Um, but I will say right now, what I really liked about this commercial is it very much led to what this Carnival of Carnage was going to be, and especially the stage show. I think it set up that all very well. It revealed their new looks very well, especially Chance, because at that point we had somewhat seen of Jax, but we hadn't seen Chances at all. So, yeah, I'll talk more about it later, but I really liked it. And I really love the part at the end where Jack's like, I win again and let's loose the walkers or whatever they landed on. And then he's like, why not? Then picks everything. But it's interesting to me because... When you see the carnival returns or whatever, Chance is always the one that's very like erratic and just like does things randomly. But Jack is always very methodic. Like he plans everything ahead of time, it feels like, and then acts like he didn't think about it until just now. Which the commercial kind of had that flip. Like Chance was like really planned out, knew what she was going to land them on. And then Jack was just like, why not? I'll do whatever I want. Okay. So my third commercial is going to be uh, the caretaker, the extended commercial with him kind of doing the eeny, meeny, miny, mo. I am not a huge, I mean, I like caretaker. I like all the icons, but caretakers toward the lower end of my list. I just don't connect with him all that much. And visually he's no offense, a little bit boring to me. Um, but I really like this commercial. I like how simple it is. I like how quiet it is. It gives you um, a very good setup on Caretaker. And what I've always really actually enjoyed about the care- Caretaker is how calm and how soft-spoken he is. He almost is a very inviting and comforting. So to have someone just sitting on a table and him just being like very comforting with how he's doing it, only to pick like the largest, worst instrument to cut you open with is insane. Um, and I do just kind of like how he opens his shears at the end and looks at him, but yeah, no, I really, really like this commercial. I also like that it's in like a gray, like look for it all. Bryce is like, he's not hot. I don't really care. Um, (laughs) I mean, (laughs) you would think that the Texas chainsaw stand would like the Texas chainsaw rip off, but, um, 
I really like this commercial. I think it's kind of fun. I mean, David already talked about it. But Caretaker always has seemed like the calmest of the icons. Like, he doesn't really do anything crazy. And I just keep thinking back to the press interview or whatever where they're all, like, fighting for, like, the most stage time. And the Caretaker is just standing in the background. Like, he does not speak once in that entire thing. But he is a cult, so he obviously talks a lot and he's very charming, but you never see that. So it's kind of funny. It just like reminds me of like how like cold like medical people can be and just like how it's just like <laughs> <laughs> it's just like how they are desensitized to stuff like that. I don't know. Like it's like always like reminded me of like it's taking that concept, but like to the complete like extreme opposite of what it should be which I find interesting and that's always like what's kind of like scared me about the caretaker is that like this is all just like an experiment to him this is all just kind of like a weird like game to him and that's always like kind of unsettled me a little bit. I mean aside from the director out of all the icons caretaker is the most realistic one like you could see someone being like I'm gonna experiment see like what kills people but like you're not gonna get like an undead demon circus clown so I think the caretaker one, I guess the black and white made it look more realistic, but it also has that like cold tone you were talking about where it seems a little eerier than the rest of them. Of all like the old school icon commercials, I think caretaker has the best ones, to be honest. Chris, what's your top two? All right. My number two, actually, David just covered would be the um, the 2017 Eli Roth version. I liked it. When I first saw it, I thought, I'm like, oh. Are they doing like a music video? Because that's it gave me that music video feel and everything that's already been covered. But I did like the little Easter eggs. Like if you notice when they first come in, the voodoo guy's just standing next to the door, just chilling. It's like, okay, I'm at this party. I'm gonna kill some people. But yeah, um, with the the lady lady death, I'm thinking, could that have been the icon for that year? Maybe. How many fucking icons were there supposed to be for HHN twenty seven? I can't keep track of all of them. There's bones, blood, now lady death. Like we could have a whole icons tender episode of just the HHN twenty seven icon. To be honest, um, I was gonna say something, but I forgot. Oh, um, the Easter eggs. Yeah, I thought those were really cool, and also like the fact that like when they're like looking around, like the different shots of like people like just dead in there exactly. like the girl getting sawed in half and like all, everybody's just like ooh, look at that and then like they actually split her in half and, like blood is like just pouring out of her mouth i was like damn like hhn 27 pop off and like the, the vampire girl's just sitting there just chewing on that guy and everybody walks by like oh i've deserved better thank you i love that 27 was like no we're done we don't need any more icons and they were like how many weird like minor icons can we create in one scene even <laughs> like eli roth is like i'm gonna make 50 of them and take your pick. But I think Blood and Bone should have been in there at least if they were going to make them like a thing. Let's also just make all the icons Dia de las Muertes themed, but not actually follow through with that. Pop off. David, what's your number two? Um, okay, my number two is my first year at HHN Sweet 16, that, that ad campaign. Um, mostly because I'm just like super nostalgic for it. And I remember um, being fascinated by the advertising. And it goes back to like those HHN 12 and 13 commercials where everything's like really quiet. And specifically, I'm talking about the commercial where it's the whole, like, happy birthday to you song, not, like, the one that plays, like, halfway through. Where I, I just like it because all the icons get, like, equal time. No icon is above the other in the whole advertising campaign. Um, except in the hotel version where, like, the caretaker, like, knocks on on his door. But I think he's just, you know, <laughs> the caretaker for the hotel, maybe. And he was like, hey. <laughs> 
just check just checking out <laughs> room service <laughs> just checking in <laughs> um i like i said i thought the extended version is superior um i wrote that the coke version is also very funny but i cannot remember the coke version oh i think it was like when he wakes up and they're like watching like a football game or something and then they start laughing and like yeah, making yeah. fun of him because he like like jumped awake which always reminded me of like when I don't know if you guys like in any of your classes, like you like fall asleep, like kind of doze off, and then like your body just like fucking like forces you awake, and like you like get startled, and then you feel like everybody's making fun of you. Kind of reminded me of that, and I got like traumatized for a second. This whole episode has just been bringing out all of David's trauma. He's like the medical field, getting bullied in school, <laughs> remembering when I was like eight and I saw these horror nights icons. Uh, so this one didn't make my list, but it's very classic. Was this why you were like, um, actually, Caretaker's not the most iconic original, or we're getting there? <laughs> we're slowly building up to like, I mean, yeah, but this one's probably, I think, one of the best of the original ones, just because you get all of them, and they don't do a whole lot, but they each have their own little thing going on. Um, and I like that they're just cutting the cake over him. And it, like, implies that the caretaker cuts this guy, but he's in, like, this thick-ass glass coffin. So he's fine. He's probably just suffocating to death. And they're just cutting cake over him. I think they're just having a little party. I mean, obviously. <laughs> but uh, could you imagine, though, like, the only party you're ever invited to is, like, your funeral? <laughs> yeah, this one didn't make my list either. It almost made my list because I really like it. I like the hotel version the most because this is so funny to me. That they chose Caretaker of all... Because I feel like Caretaker is, like, the least threatening of, of the four in a way. Like, Storyteller would already have you in a trap. Jack would literally, like, just be insane when you open the door. Director would be, like, filming you without, like, your permission. <laughs> but Caretaker just opens it and is like, oh, hi. <laughs> so, like, it's just it's insane to me. But I do really like this. And what kills me, what kills me about this commercial is how <laughs> different the storyteller looks i was like y'all i get you might not have the same actress but we couldn't have gone for anyone else that looked anything like her because that's they put makeup on this storyteller they were like we have to make her look old that lady was probably like girl what what is this this was back in the day when you weren't allowed to hire old people i guess for commercials <laughs> <laughs> It's so crazy because, like, I will say that it is so funny that there's a different actress playing the storyteller in every single piece of media every single year. It's always somebody new. It kind of reminds me of, like, the Defense Against the Dark Arts Professor. It's never somebody same the <laughs> same two years in a row. Or, like, the Joker role, like, except for, I guess, Jared Leto. But, like, nobody ever plays the Joker, like, more than once. Like, the storyteller's just too dark for, like, your mind to, like, get into. And you can't play it more than once. I want to say she has a wide range, but I think that they hire them and they're like, either we hate you or, like, the storytellers just hated the job so much that they left. Um, oh, what were my thoughts? Oh, so I feel like Caretaker is not, like, the least scary, but I think he has the least showmanship. Like you were saying, they would all do something, like, wacky as hell. But Caretaker just shows up in your hotel room and, like, stabs you. Good for him. Uh, and I can't remember if this is an ad or this is like a clip, but I love the picture of the director just like grabbing the coffin and the rest of them are just standing around it like normal people. Is that is that an ad or is that, I don't know. 
I've seen it somewhere, but he's just such a weird guy. And I feel like it fits that he's just like hanging all over this coffin when this poor man's dying. He needs me get cake. My number two, I feel like no one talks about. Um, it was the HHN 29 watch party ad that's like five minutes long. But I am a sucker for Easter eggs. And I love that from the very beginning. It's just nonstop Easter eggs. Like their house number is 1111 for us. Um, and I think that it's very hard to mix the IPs they did together. But they did it very well with like them fighting over Frankenstein versus the Wolfman, which was Hollywood, I think. And then they have like Dracula in the kitchen eating her. And then they have David, shut up. <laughs> um, Red just chasing them around. And it was implied. It was her doppelganger. Yeah. Yeah. But they did. It was her tether. Whatever. Her dead friends who didn't get killed by their tethered. Um, my favorite part, though, I'm not really the biggest Stranger Things fan, but I love when she goes into the kitchen and they're still arguing and they have Stranger Things on and the door swings back open and they're in the upside down. I think it's really cool. Um, and I feel bad for the guy at the end that just shows up late and is like, hello, and then the Wolfman kills him off screen. So I do really like this one, and this one almost made my list, but it's one, so long. Yeah. And two, they recorded the portion in the kitchen was supposed to be ghostbusters because what she was making was supposed to like start popping and oozing kind of like ghostbusters so for that reason i decided you know what i'm not putting this on my list because why were we putting dracula in the kitchen although it is (laughs) what kills me about it is suddenly the kitchen goes pitch black for no reason just so we can have a little lightning flash so we can see Dracula in the background. But, like, keep consistency. Come on. <laughs> My one thing I didn't like about it is just the look for Dracula was so funny. And he looks more fake when they have, like, the mask and everything in the background than the CGI Dracula that, like, jumps out at her. Um, but I wanted them to either go full Universal Monsters or not at all. Because it was kind of weird that Dracula was the only one. And they kept talking about Frankenstein versus the Wolfman. And you didn't see any of them. So, you know, they could have done better. But it was fun. I liked it. And it's super long. Also, their argument for (laughs) Frankenstein versus Wolfman was interesting. Because they're like, Wolfman has super speed. And I was like, since when? Doesn't he move just like a normal human? (laughs) Like, since when did he have, like, he's not the Flash. And it's not considered super speed if he's a werewolf. It's just, like, wolf speed. (laughs) They were, like, comparing it as, like... This normal human man and this normal human man that also runs as fast as a wolf, but it's like an undead body that's electrified and a werewolf. So they're not they're not human. They also talk about how Frankenstein has like super strength, and I'm like, what is happening? Why are we talking like this is superheroes? Because they're not. Anyways, last comment. The music slapped in that uh video. <clears throat> um, I did like the watch party for HHN twenty nine. Um, but it's in my honorable mentions, but only because like my friend is in it, and I felt like I had to stand in solidarity with him, um, and I had to include it somewhere. But it was really good. I think it would have been stronger had um, the kitchen scene been Slimer, because when I was re-watching it last night, I was like, oh, this is Ghostbusters. This is Slimer. And then like, I saw Dracula, and I was like, oh, shit, that's right. Like, <laughs> They couldn't use Ghostbusters in like, any piece of media except for the terror dogs and like the main clip art i'm kind of upset they didn't do killer clowns matter space because we would have gotten our tethered versus killer clowns argument uh, settled once and for all but also i think it would have been funny if it was all very serious like 
oh, there's the demodogs eating them and you have Dracula and you have the tethered and then the clowns just walk in and they have like balloon dogs or like pie. <laughs> like the last friend doesn't get eaten by the wolf and he gets pied at the end and it's just, that's their house announcement. Okay, my number two. I'm actually not quite sure if anyone's going to have this on their list, uh, but I really like it. It is uh, HHN 19's uh, The Theater one. For, it doesn't have the usher in it, but it's for the usher um, where he like gets up to go get more popcorn and he comes out and like the glass is broken and everything. It has like the werewolf um, or Wolfman, um, Jigsaw or Billy the Puppet and Chucky. Chucky. Is there anybody else? I think that might be it. Um, and then they all just kind of attack him. I really like this just because I like theaters and I like the old school theater feel. And I don't know. I just really, really, <laughs> really like this one. I think it sets up the Usher really well. I think it sets up that year really well. And it's like a cool way to introduce IPs while kind of still keeping in the theme with Usher. I'll come back to this because David wants to talk. But I'm loving the like theme of us being like, my favorite advertisement and then we don't know anything about the ad he's <laughs> like you know the one with the like there's puppets like they're all puppets all three of them <laughs> but he doesn't know which ones they were so we'll be back i never really cared for this ad that much but i will say that my favorite part of the ad was uh chucky coming out of the popcorn like the little popcorn goblin that he is just like <laughs> <laughs> like all i imagine is like chucky like covered in like popcorn butter and salt just like like swinging his like <laughs> knives around <laughs> laughing maniacally while torturing this guy i also don't know why but all the coke versions of these commercials are so funny because the coke version for this is literally them like laughing and like holding up their coke and being like <laughs> um excuse me it's not coke it's coke zero that year <laughs> <laughs> that's our other <laughs> it's the other way to get rid of this character. I just love that. <laughs> yeah, if you're on a diet or you just don't like sugar, Coke Zero also works very well against <laughs> characters. Um, I think the Coke ads are just funny because they don't try to work it into the advertisement at all. They're just like, this man just got brutally murdered, um, sponsored by Coke Zero. <laughs> uh, no, I really loved everything about this ad, and it's kind of funny. It didn't make it on my list at all. But I isn't it? Didn't they also have the "Let's all go to the lobby" like the really creepy yeah, music? I remember seeing that ad growing up and they play that in the movie theaters too. So every time I go to a movie, I'm like, am I going to die? Like, is this, is this a thing? And I thought they had made it just for that trailer. Um, I'm also a really big fan of the Wolfman 2010. And I like that they had that version of him before it came out. I'm picturing Chucky like running around with popcorn and like butter all over him and just like slipping like he tries to go kill them. But it's also funny because I think it has him coming into the theater and everything's fine. And he comes out like 10 minutes later and I'm just picturing like Chucky and Jigsaw show up and they're trying to like hang out with the Wolfman and they just start destroying things. And then Chucky just gets in the popcorn like they're just they're having a party. It's like you left your children unattended and they started destroying shit. I'm like imagining them as like them sitting at like a like a theater uh like a table or something in front of the bar just like enjoying like Twizzlers and snow caps or something like that like having a little kiki talking about the movie that they just saw and then some man comes out of the theater and they're like oh shit hide and like <laughs> Chucky just jumps in the fucking popcorn. Uh, little known fact: Chucky and Jigsaw are actually cousins and they go to movie dates once a month, but you know, they don't get along that well. Tiffany doesn't like him so. 
you know, I do love that Jigsaw is usually really scary. And in that ad, he's just kind of sitting there on his tricycle. Like, who brings a tricycle to the movie theater? <laughs> like, is that his Uber? <laughs> you brought Chucky? <laughs> Wolfman's just the gay uncle that has to take his nephews to the theater. <laughs> also, what's also very funny. I'm saying I love this commercial and I'm just dragging it to filth. What's so funny to me about this commercial is the random ending to it where it's just a badly... Uh, edited version of a piece of saw onto the movie screen that's like let let the game begin and it just <laughs> cuts and i'm like that's so badly edited you guys couldn't have just played it on the screen and recorded it why are our versions of <laughs> like what happened behind the scenes funnier than the actual ads um you know what i was gonna say now i'm just thinking about how funny this is Oh, I like that Like this is the Usher's year. And these IPs weren't even really, I feel like, that big of a deal. But they made it seem like this is what the year's about. It's these assholes just destroying movie theaters. And then they just kind of show up in the background later on amongst, like, 50 other movies. So good for them. Honestly, the only thing that's missing from this ad is if they had gremlins that year and just had all the gremlins just chilling around them. Listen, they... I wish they had because Chucky and the popcorn reminds me so much of the gremlins just destroying the movie theater that I think we should have gotten that. That was their secret IP that year. Wow. <laughs> you had to like find them in the corner of the ad. They're like, oh shit, we can't get gremlins. I guess we'll get Chucky again. Also, this is the only year that Chucky appeared that he deserved to be on a shirt and they never did. <laughs> All right. So before we get to our number one, let's go ahead and do our honorable mentions. We have three honorable mentions uh, each so we'll just go all three at once per person my first honorable mention has already been talked about and that's gonna be that hhn 27 eli roth specifically the uncut version um there's not much else i can really say about that we dragged chris off uh off mic for this possible commercial showing up but i'm gonna go ahead and say it's one of my honorable mentions is the HHN 10, the Jack picture machine one. Uh, it's just a really cool way to introduce Jack and his manic state and how you'll never really know where he's at or what he's doing. You get, I think you get a really good introduction to Jack with that commercial. And then my third honorable mention, which I think is probably an unpopular opinion, but I really, really like the uh, Walker commercial where they're, chasing the guy all the way through and like they tear off his shirt and they get behind the gate only to find out like they're stuck with like everyone inside of Horror Nights. I just think that's really interesting that they like get stuck. They're getting chased into Universal and then get stuck in Halloween Horror Nights. I think it's just a fun little kind of tease and it was pre like walkers being too fucking much. That was also a year where like they had multiple slogans and you don't really see it. But I think that one was once you're in, there's no way out. And I love that they kind of get forced into the gates with the walkers and then get stuck. Um, that one. And then the, I think the 2014 one where it was like the dead are here or something where they're in the airport and the like flight from Atlanta shows up in Orlando and a bunch of walkers come out, almost made my list for honorable mentions just because I think the walking dead one's really fun. Uh, but my top three are my, Three honorable mentions were Jack's photo booth one because I love that it sets it up kind of like you're in Horror Nights. Like there's the chainsaws and the haunted houses and everything. And then they just go in this photo booth. And I don't know how Jack gets in there. He's just in the photo booth because <laughs> he likes attention. <laughs> he just sits there and like surprises them. Uh, they didn't pay for the photo booth. They kind of just go in and it takes pictures. So that's on them for assuming. 
Um, but it's really cute. I like that it gives you personality, but doesn't show you a whole lot about Jack until the very end, where it's just like his pictures of him killing them. And then I think that the Halloween Horror Nights 2018 teaser is super rad, even though it didn't make like my top five, because I love that it goes from like you being in the upside down to showing uh, the Michael Myers, like the classic sheet scene. And it ends with the Demogorgon. I can't remember what was the other. Oh, Poltergeist, where it starts with like the the TV and everything. No, so it's the TV with the little girl saying, are you there? And then Michael Myers shows up behind the sheets and tries to stab her. And then she runs away and trips and the Demogorgon shows up and tries to eat her. But I love that it does that. And then it has uh, the bicycle and it flips upside down. And her friends are like, Sophie! And she's just dead. Um, and then this is kind of a tie. Neither of these are really honorable mentions, but in the Bloody Mary hotel ad, they have like a clip of her that was unaired that you don't really see. And it's like a full body of her just showing up in this girl's mirror and screaming at her. And it's very much like the Dracula in 2019 where it just goes dark for no reason. Like this girl's just brushing her hair and then Mary's just standing there and just starts screaming. She doesn't do anything. She's just annoying. Um, and then the pitch video for HHN. 20 for the 20 years of fear where they have just a bunch of icon easter eggs but i love that they have shattered glass in the floor and you just hear like the bloody mary whispered in the background because it proves that she was there and even though they're like oh she's not cool enough to be a fears herald she was she almost was not that we need more head cannon, but i'm just imagining jack just chilling in there for like four hours waiting for anyone to come in there and when he cut they come in he's like oh my god finally my honorable mentions. Sorry to just backtrack a little bit. What would have been Bloody Mary's like name? Her like fear name. <laughs> it wouldn't be fear. I tried to like prove this, and I kind of didn't, kind of didn't. But Agana is supposed to mean blood in some language, so it would have been like her creepy name is Agana. <laughs> but her name was literally Mary Blood, or like Bloody Mary, before she was spooky. I guess I could have seen it being, like, blood. But, like, I don't know. They're all, like, concepts. It would be weird if hers was just, like, sea liquid. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. And, like, Storyteller was already legend. So she can't be legend. Unless Storyteller had a different one. And that's why they made Storyteller legend. Because Storyteller was originally Mythos, right? I'm not going to pretend to know anything about the 20th anniversary. I just like that my girl was included for once even though she probably legally couldn't be. If you guys have suggestions for what <laughs> Bloody Mary's uh, Fear Herald name would have been, let us know at Reflect Fear Pod on Twitter. Like <laughs> Mirror. <laughs> um, okay, so my honorable mentions. Um, one of them is already talked about. It's the HHN 29 watch party for no other reason than, like I said, my friend was in it and I have to stand in solidarity with him. Um, my other one is the second event but the first, technically, Halloween Hornets commercial, um, which was the various pumpkins, jack-o'-lanterns as the Universal Monsters with the the voice of the guy, like, I forgot what he said, but, like, I don't know. Like, I just liked seeing the monsters as, like, the pumpkins, and I kind of wish, like, those, like, popped up in the Universal Monsters house. Like, I want to see those. You know what I mean? And then my second one, or my third one, is HHN 8 Primal Scream, because I really liked the girl, like, 
going through her kitchen, putting away her groceries, and then her dropping like her Pepsi like all over the ground with like this very odd CGI clip art primal scream <laughs> popping out of her fridge that's so very badly edited on and it's so cheesy and corny but like for some reason I'm obsessed with it so for my actual list I was going between that and Igor because they both gave me the same type of feeling um, so I'm glad someone else put this on this it's also god these Coke and Pepsi commercials kill me with how like the Pepsi just floats in midair basically when she falls or when she throws <laughs> up in there just so it can be like here's Pepsi so for the the first one, I really like the classic Halloween feel where he's like, Universal Studios Fright Nights. And there's just all the pumpkins. I think it's really cute. For the Primal Scream one, I have to read the entry for the HHN wiki because this is the funniest shit I've ever read. But it says, um, a lady comes home during a thunderstorm when she goes into the kitchen and her lights have been cut out. And then the screaming face screams and she screams <laughs> and the face drinks the Pepsi and then she screams and looks at the Pepsi and then she screams <laughs> again. And I read this and I hadn't seen the video yet. And it was like, she's just screaming. Um, but then watching the video is even funnier because the face drinks the Pepsi and you think she's dead. But then she comes back and she looks at the empty Pepsi bottle and starts screaming because there's no Pepsi left. <laughs> it's the funniest commercial. <laughs> That's it. But why is this face me with like Diet Pepsi? I also love that like the face doesn't even really threaten her. Like the lights go out and then it just comes out of the wall and is like, oh, there's Pepsi and <laughs> just drinks it. And then they're like, come to Horror Night sponsored by Pepsi. Well, considering all of my honorable mentions have been covered. um, First, <laughs> imagine that. No, my first one would be the um, the storyteller one with the guy on the bed of nails. Like to me, him laying there almost gave me kind of a, a misery kind of feel. My second one would be the 2015 The Jack and Chance Carnival of Carnage commercial. Imagine that. Thanks, Bryce. No, I did like it because it was the first time we'd actually seen Jack and Chance together. and But definitely the, the Ghostface one because we were all hoping to get Ghostface. And yeah, well, we don't know what happened there. And then lastly, my third one is the uh, 2018 the, the Stranger Things reel. Yeah, I like the way it's shot. Just with it's just plain black, and then with her running, and then it shows it goes each icon. Go ahead. Don't lie. You only like it because Michael Myers is in it, and you were in that house. So funny story. When I was in that house, <laughs> that was the exact scene I was in too. So all right, uh, number one, my number one is the um, 2015 teaser for um, <laughs> Jack's back. Yeah, where he comes literally walking down the hall and all you see is his silhouette. It's the whole, um, did you miss me? And then that's it. <laughs> Chris just really misses his boyfriend, guys. We're not kidding. Bring him back. I <laughs> don't know what to say. How did... <laughs> How did this make it onto your number one spot? But you allowed the actual good commercial to sit there in honorable mentions. It's it's really not. It's a teaser. Also, I don't know, sis. This ain't it. <laughs> I'm just surprised with as obsessed with he is as at of. Huh? What? <laughs> 
he's super obsessed with Chance and Jack. Yeah. And he decided to pick the one where it's like you don't even see Jack until like the last two seconds. I would have expected at least like the the HHN 30 Jack teaser over this. I'm not going to lie. Where it's just Jack for 30 seconds straight. Like I thought Chris would get a good laugh. <laughs> this episode has just completely turned into... Um, us, all of us talking about our choices and how much we love them and then Chris gets to his and we're just like, um, anyways. <laughs> just in case you thought that like we weren't going anywhere from our first top five where we let him run all ten of them at once. <laughs> we just stared at him because no one had anything to add. I just can't believe we just sat through like two hours of commercials all each and Chris went, yeah, that teaser's great. That's definitely number one out of these. <laughs> He's like 15 seconds of a dark alleyway and then Jack is back for like the eighth time. I guess Chris just likes it short and quick, huh? <laughs> well, now that I've been thrown under the bus. No, um, the reason this is my number one is this was. <laughs> and we'll, we'll end the podcast right here because I have nothing. No, <laughs> no, no. The reason this is my number one, it was my first introduction to Jack. It's like the first time I ever, you know, fit. Like, got to see him in a commercial. It's the first one I ever seen. I was there at Hall- at Horror Nights on Halloween night when they released it, and everybody lost their mind because they're like, oh, my God, Jack's coming back. We've got an important question for you, uh, courtesy of the Scream Queens. Are you more of a Leather Daddy Jack fan or a Circus Jack fan? I think Rockstar's still leather, isn't it? Yeah. Look at it. So double you know, Leather Daddy. He's a rock star in Singapore, so... <laughs> When I was on the stage, I felt like a rock star. No, if I had to choose, I would go with leather. You do have to choose. That's why I asked you the question. Anyways. That's why he chose a Chance commercial, because she's wearing leather. We're uncovering so much about Chris's past. This is like forbidden lore. Maybe in reality, this is a fully queer podcast. <laughs> His hallowed past is just leather. <laughs> Leather and bisexuality. Emphasis on the hallowed. <laughs> Alrighty, David, what's your number one? Hallowed, more like hollowed. <laughs> anyway, um, so I just know I'm gonna get dragged on Twitter for this, but it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Timmy, cover your ears. Um, my HHN. Favorite commercial number one of all time is HHN 15 Tales of Terror. Um, and now say what you want about Storyteller, say what you want about Terra Queen, say what you want about the event and how Storyteller wasn't in it. This commercial obviously came out before the event did, before we knew the mess of HHN 15 and the confusion. Having said that, this ad, I think, given all of that, is still pretty good. It's just it's so unsettling because it starts off like you probably wouldn't even know it was an HHN commercial if it like came on TV today. She's just sitting there like just telling a story all happy and giddy. And then she walks over to this poor sweaty man and like lifts up the sheets and he's just on a bed of nails. And I don't know. That's just like so like creepy to me that she just like gets so much enjoyment out of torturing people and putting people in these like crazy situations where she's just like laughing and telling a good story and like throwing people on a bed of nails and then crushing them with an anvil. Like that's just like so weird to me and like creepy and makes me feel uneasy. 
I think even despite Tara Queen like taking over the event or whatever, the reason that Storyteller still is like one of the top icons is because she had such a strong media presence in that ad. Like it's not one of my favorites, but you can't argue it's not iconic. Like you wouldn't expect this sweet little old lady just sitting in the dark being like, oh, you look upset. Let me tell you a story to be like torturing this man on a bed of nails, which beds of nails, even if they're safe are already like questionable and like concerning but then the fact that she just has an anvil like did she set that up did someone else set it up is her and jack were hanging out and she was like you do it i'm just gonna cut it or maybe caretaker cuts it with his little scissors they're all in on it but i think she had a really strong media presence whether or not they gave us more but i do like her um movie or whatever the director made better because i think it shows her off more where she's like literally compelling the guy to turn on the uh garbage disposal with his hand in it but it does set that up in the original ad so go storyteller she's fun yeah no i really really like this ad it's very creepy as you said you wouldn't know it's a horror night's ad straight off the bat also it introduces her scissors that appear in like all her media but never actually really get used because she uses a knife to cut out tongues doesn't she no she uses her scissors see then you use those scissors more she's a tethered i was actually gonna say um that was her being ambitious she went through jordan peele and was like you can have all the crazy ideas you want but they have to have scissors they don't have to use them for anything but they have to have them maybe that's why she and albert are besties they both have scissors as like their main weapon of choice what if elsa strict actually is jordan Peele in just another form I mean, what if Elsa Strict is just all of us? Would we know <laughs> if we were an ancient demon lady? Also, Elsa's definitely like a gay icon because she just sits there spilling all the tea, making the straight man listen to it, <laughs> and then says, you know what? No, we don't need the straight man anymore. Goodbye. I truly think that she would adopt all of the like queer kids in Horror Nights and not kill them. Um, but she would definitely torture the straight people just for us. And if she had any say in Vanity Ball, it would have been better. Oh. <laughs> wow. um, okay. <laughs> I can hear the, the typing fingers already. Um, no, I mean, I do agree that she she's definitely a comfort icon for me because like I... Everybody she kills is a man, first of all. A straight man, I'm assuming. Don't want to assume, but let's be honest here. Um, <laughs> but no, like, it, she also just gave us some, like, iconic quotes in this commercial. Like, one man's pleasure is another man's pain. Like, don't uh, no, it's like, don't forget the moral of the story. One man's pleasure is another man's pain. And I was like, pop off, Elsa. Like, that was... And, like, you're right. Like, this was our first introduction of a female icon we hadn't gotten one up until this point it was a boys club up until storyteller came and yes she was on all the media and wasn't really seen in the event which is unfortunate that that happened to not only the storyteller but to the terror queen i feel like they both could have been like very strong icons on their own separately and it is kind of unfortunate what happened but you can't deny that her media presence and her ads and her just marketing in general it was it was strong well especially out of the women she has the strongest media presence because she, like they're usually either vague and cryptic or they don't talk at all 
but Elsa talks the entire time. Like she's the one that's in charge the entire time. She's not like going crazy or anything like Chance and Mary. She's literally just there and she's telling you her story and killing this guy. And then she's like, anyways, come see my event. I'm going to do bedtime story for you. Come see this event that I'm not even in except for one scene in one house and like the last scene in the attic. <laughs> I mean, that is very like iconic. She's just like, here's my whole event. But you know what? I'm going to show up late to my own party. Also, is there any question that she's like the queer icon when her first event, she had this like lesbian biker lady with like her tits out as the icon? Like she came up with the tarot queen and was like, this is for you guys. I'll see you in a few years. T. Also, I'm just imagining her being like having to trick this guy into somehow. She had to get this guy somehow. So all I'm imagining is like she's like crossing crosswalk and needs some help. And like she has her little purse and he's helping her. And then she just chloroforms the hell out of him and like drags him up to her attic. And then it's like, okay, I'm going to read you a little story now. Here we go. I mean, you know that straight men can't help but be like aggressively polite. Like when you open a door and they're like, no, you have to go first. Like they saw Elsa just trying to cross the street and they're like, this lady doesn't need help. I'm walking her across the street. So I look like a good person. And then she was like, cool. And just kills him. So, uh, moral of the story, don't help old ladies. And you'll <laughs> live to see another day. All right. We talked about this like four times already. My number one was the 2017 Eli Roth commercial. And it's surprising to me considering I had never seen this commercial until like two days ago at 3 a.m. when I was watching it and trying not to cry because it was like my third hour of watching them. Um, but I just love the way it sets up a story. And it's not like super long like the HHN 29 one. Um, but it like slowly progresses because they come into this party and like there's fire fire breathers and they're all like in wonder. And then they saw the girl in half. They're like, oh, that's cool. But then like the blood just starts spewing everywhere. And you can see like the main girls like, what the hell? <laughs> like what's going on here? And then they have like the vampires and it turns around and shows they're actually killing them. Um, the creepiest part for me is when the lady like beckons them up the stairs. It like pans around and there's a shot of every single person downstairs just stops and stares at them and like everyone's frozen but they don't notice it um but like they were saying they really got all of the easter eggs like uh jack's typewriter and everything um but i like the way that they set up each ip even if i did not watch any of these movies until recently like when they're staring at the red rum door and they're like wow cool and then he just like throws the axe through and the guy's like i gotta go um but I think the jigsaw part's fun, too, where, like, he rolls up and you're like, whatever. And then he just, like, turns and his eyes light up and everyone's like, what the hell? Like, I just think that everything about it is supposed to be super cheesy, but it works somehow. Um, and poor Amanda. She's just sitting there, like, suffering. And they're like, damn, sucks for her. Uh, but I do have to say that one guy that shoves the girl into the bathroom with a pig is such a dick. <laughs> like, she had plenty of time to get out of there. But if someone ever pushed me in a bathroom with this guy that's literally stabbing someone, I think I would kill them myself. No lie. Catch me being one of the three friends that just leaves you behind in that bathroom. I would have been like, uh-uh, I'm out of here. Goodbye. I probably would have been the person to push someone back. I've been like, the three of us can survive. You're gone. You were the closest in. You opened the door. You stepped foot into this bathroom while he was stabbing. That's on you at that point. Cast yourself in Eli Roth's commercial. Bryce is the guy that shoves Chris into the bathroom. Chris is the girl that gets killed by the pig. Uh, I think David and I are the other two that are just there and like not having it. I'm definitely the girl that sees everything going on is like hanging out in the middle. So she's not at the end, but she's not like the one opening the doors. 
I would have left Amanda there. I would have been like, I'm so sorry, girl, but I'm, I don't do puppets. The pig head guy really said, oh, hi, Chris. I heard he has some uh, trash ass opinions on your commercials. <laughs> um, so my number one, <laughs> we've already talked about it. Um, so we will probably won't talk about it much. Uh, the HHN 25 Jack and Chance commercials, but specifically the one with Ghostface, because the normal one makes no sense to me as to why Jason and Freddie are in two different cages when they're one house, when we could have done American Werewolf in London or honestly purge, if that's what you were going to replace scream with or insidious, because we had that too. Like we had so many other things we could have done, but we went with Freddie. And then also it makes me think. If we had Ghostface originally in this cage, what made Jason more popular than Freddy to put him in his own cage? I don't know. It's all very confusing. Also, why are there not any other cages that we can have? I don't know. <laughs> Freddy and Jason just actually don't get along. So their contract was that they had to separate them until the event so that they had a house to present. Because otherwise they just kill each other. Um, but I agree. My biggest issue with this is like it's a great commercial, but... Jack was already on like a little pedestal and Chance wasn't going to get killed. So I think they should have just been surrounded like an arena of cages. And then when he's like, oh, why not? He released like an army of monsters instead of just like a bunch of walkers and then like two other people. And if they had already shot the commercial with Ghostface, they could have easily just like thrown a werewolf in a cage and just like replaced that. Um, but I do think we should have had both ghost faces. I think we should have had two just because it's more fun. Like I get there's only one ghost face, but there's always at least two in every movie. So... That would be more fun and it balances up Freddie and Jason. It's always funny to me because like <laughs> every time I watch this commercial, I always think like Saw is in it somehow because of the fucking like spinny thing they're on. It reminds me of that Saw 6 trap where they're like the shotgun carousel. It always reminds me of that. And every time I'm like, oh, wait, shit, there's not a Saw house this year. But I always think there is because of this damn fucking commercial. <laughs> I just want Billy and Stu in a cage non-ghost face with like Stu leaning on Billy and like almost licking his face <laughs> honestly it would have been kind of cool if it was just like the scene where they're like revealing that they're ghost face and they have like the cell phone and the knife and everything and then one of them just had a mask instead of having just like a random ghost face it just looks like he came from the dollar store and it's like a plastic butcher's knife um oh again music is my favorite thing on the commercials i love that they have like the really creepy like vinyl record or whatever of the pop goes the weasel and then they do like the rock and roll revamp because i think that's like the best sound i don't know why like 25 wasn't my favorite year but i love the rock and roll version and i think that's supposed to go with his like rock star look but uh <laughs> he's not a rock star did you guys notice earlier that when chris said he likes leather daddy jack he didn't say now to preface this i'm straight so I think we're making progress here. But also, I like that all of his favorite characters that he's, like, obsessed with, he's like, my husband, Michael Myers, is in this house. But it was, like, a little afterthought. Like, it wasn't his favorite ad, but he was like, that was my scene. <laughs> That's my guy. Um, so I think it's safe to say we are now a fully queer podcast. <laughs> um, and if you are into Caretaker, Chris's at is at BucksWarrior29. Are you calling him an old man? <laughs> what the hell? I hope Chris edits this out, but if not, then it's really funny. <laughs> so anyhow, that is our top five commercials. We have spent way too long watching these commercials only to come out with top five. Clearly, some are repeated because they were very good. Uh, we would love to hear what your guys' top five is. So if you guys want to send us those at ReflectFearPod on Twitter, if you would like to follow me specifically, my name is Bryce. I am at Dorietti on Twitter. I'm Allison. I'm at Depths of Allison. 
It's two L's, so good luck there. You can find me, David, <laughs> at Hot for Creature. That's H O T, the number four, C R E A T U R E. And if you want to pull me out from under this bus that I've been thrown under, <laughs> I am Chris and I am at Buck Sawyer 29. <laughs> Well, we've had a fun time here today. <laughs> Did you want to say something before you go? Okay. Uh, keep an eye out for Chris at the next Halloween Horror Nights. Whenever you see the bus that they reuse every time, he's going to be under <laughs> the wheels this time. You can probably also catch him at Southern Nights on Tuesdays. <laughs> wow. Anyhow, uh, look under your bed, check your closet, and say your name three times. Goodbye. Goodbye.